0: In regards to the difference between the way the Yidn mourned, cried over, and mourned Meisher Abenu when he passed away in the of and the way the Yidn mourned Aaron after he passed away. By Aaron's state, in regards to Aaron, it says that they mourned him cold base the entire community of the Yidden. When by Meishan state by by Meishan it says the, the sons of Yisrael meaning the men. So there are two interpretations about the diff, this difference, why the Pesach says it differently. Number one, one Pesach, one uh, Pshat, Pshas Aaron is in when Aaron passed away, and because Moshe Rabbeinu was mourning Aaron, so therefore everybody saw Moshe Rabbeinu mourning Aaron, so they also mourned along with him, so that's why it says everybody was included. But after, when Moshe passed away, there wasn't someone as great as Moshe, Shabbacha, who was mourning Mesha Benu Lebakhu Alanosh therefore there wasn't such a big arousal of mourning, so therefore it says only the men mourned. Another interpretation is that by Mesha only the males uh, were crying Baila. Whereas by Aaron, that was a person that pursued peace, and he brought peace between um, one person and another, and between a husband and a wife. Nemar, therefore it says in regards to him, the mourning over him, that everybody mourned him, both the males and the females. So, looking at these two pshatim, is according to the first interpretation that comes out as the nish kol and that the emphasis that the Torah makes that it was only the men that mourned Moshe Rabbeinu and not everybody, including the women, like it was by Aram That is emphasizing the greatness of Moshe. Say that the fact was that since there was nobody as great as Moshe mourning Moshe Rabbeinu, therefore the people didn't feel as, uh, didn't mourn along with him, and it was only the men that mourned, but the women did not. There was nobody as great as him that his um, mourning should bring along everybody else, including the women. Mashenk is so that it comes out that the it emphasizes the greatness of Moshe, that the reason that the women didn't mourn was because Moshe wasn't there to arouse the mourning. Mashenk enlightens Satan Piritz, but according to the second uh, explanation, his other rabbi comes out the contrary. This El Baad Goshav Yifk Meneisos Moshe Hanoshim V'Leinoshim. That this, the fact that it was the men only that mourned Moshe and not the women, bring the race of Moshe. Is that Inifunav Ashvalem Nishgivem B'Tachlus Ashlemos. Aaron, the reason is because Moshe lacked a certain quality that Aaron had, which was the fact that he was a peacemaker between people and between uh, husband and wife and so on, and therefore Moshe Rabbeinu was only mourned by the men and it wasn't mourned by the women so it comes out that it's the opposite according to the first explanation it emphasizes the greatness of Moshe, according to the second pshat, it emphasizes the greatness of Aaron and what he had over Moshe is So this has to be understood. It's understood that where it discusses the uh, the death, the passing of Moshe, is Masim to the Tell It would seem the right place to talk about the qualities of Moshe. As we see in the Psukim that lead up to this, uh, that talk about the time that Moshe Rabbeinu passed, the final few Psukim in the Torah. Moshe, was a great man, and his eyes did not dim, like There was not never a, a prophet like Moshe Rabbeinu All of the miracles that he performed, and the mighty hand by which he brought them out of Yid, out of Mitzrayim, and so on. So it talks about the greatness of Moshe, which you know makes sense at the time. The eulogy they the title talks about the greatness of Moshe so how, what makes sense does it make to emphasize at that moment to emphasize that Moshe lacked a certain quality which is the peacemaker which Aaron did have why does the Torah have to emphasize it here at the time when Moshe Rabbeinu passed away when it, it would naturally you would be talking about the qualities of Moshe and not emphasize A lack of a quality that he had. The and the question becomes even greater. If you pay attention to the Sefer and Rashi, to the way Rashi words this idea, Rashi zokt b'nei Yisrael hasharim The pasuk says b'nei Yisrael, it means the males. Avo by but by Aaron Rashi continues, because Aaron was a person that pursued peace and he brought peace amongst, between people and between the husband and wife Namar. therefore it says "Kol Israel, the entire Jewish community is a chorum and a, including the men and the women that's how Rashi puts it so you have to understand this. Ib Rashi is by Aaron state. Kol Beis Yisroel. If Rashi's only intent here was to explain the difference between how the Torah words by Aaron, where it says Kol Beis Yisroel, and by Moshe Bnei Yisroel, and by Moshe it says Bnei Yisroel, that's what he should have started with. Bnei Yisroel Azharim. As he does in fact start, Bnei Yisroel here it says the males, or by Aaron Emmer Kol Beis Yisroel he should have pointed out that by Aaron it says differently, it says Kol Yisrael, which includes the men and the women and then after pointing out the difference then he should explain Zong dem tam, he should give the reason because he was a peacemaker but <clears throat> in fact though Rashi starts with pointing out that Aaron was a peacemaker and then on the Tzuna with the Arichus, and he goes into it at great length. He uh, emphasizes it. But as Rashi does show in Gezukt Frier by Stalkas Aron, especially in light of the fact that Rashi already told us this back where Aron passed away, so but they already pointed out that difference is Mashma. So it seems as Rashi is Eis and Nishnotz Mavais and Imtan the Hecher as VeYifku Benei Yisrael V'Nunz V'Pasuk Men Tashcharim. It's not only two emphasize, not only to explain that when the Pasek here says B'nai Yisroel it's with a kavanah, it means to say there was only the men nor oich, but rather he's trying to point out another thing as well so he's bringing the mail of to bring out the uh, certain quality that Aaron had over Moshe in dem which is the the fact that he was a peacemaker is tamua. so that uh, again begs the question, as da. Here by where it talks about in the passing way, it should they should introduce and with great length and emphasize it and so on, the fact that there was a certain quality that Mesha lacked in comparison to Ar. In other words, that from the way Rashi words it, not that he first points out that there is a a difference in between the way the Torah phrases it by Moshe and by Aaron so therefore he is forced to explain what it means he starts with the explanation which means that the emphasis here is on the explanation and then he explains that that's why the Pasek changes the meaning the the, the phrase so the Rashi is making the point that the, the emphasis seems to be on the fact that the Torah wants to point out that Aaron had a certain quality over Moshe. Well, McKenna said so that's a question. Why would you do it here? Why do it here? Well, McKenna is for them for Nas We can answer that to the contrary. Metzadam Yisro, Megoyd LaMailu for Moshe Rabbeinu Achlau. That because Moshe Rabbeinu, in essence, was so great in every single way, in so many different ways. Darf Teira Bavarden, and so Teira has to has to tell you as Benegayet Dem Inyan Avishrova Vavasholim. So the Torah wants to tell you, you might say that because Moshe Rabbeinu is the greatest of all, of, you know, the greatest and therefore I should emulate Moshe also in the matter of bringing peace between people, which he didn't do in, to the degree that Aaron did. So the Torah wants to say, no in this matter you should emph- emulate Aaron rather than Moshe in this matter. And that's why the Torah finds it necessary to say it over here. So that, but you can't answer that. Is is because this does not seem to be the place where you have to make that emphasis. When the fun is the fun so therefore it's understood that when we study the matter of Moshe passing, is the so the And it's important for some reason. That we should know the difference between Moshe and Aaron when you learn about Moshe Rabbeinu's passing it's important to understand the difference between him and Aaron which includes also that one thing in which Aaron was greater than Moshe and that's why the possek emphasizes it here by the passing of Moshe that it was only the men that mourned Moshe Rashi's mevair Megala, and therefore Rashi explains to us, which means he opens it up for us, and he, he explains to us this point as the midvill the on daiten if my loss of that the, the pasuk here means to point out the quality that Aaron had over Moshe as by M is given reader right of, of sholim ben ish lirayu ben ish that by Aaron there was this quality of uh, bringing peace between people and between the uh, husband and wife so in other words that for some reason it's important to us when we study the matter of Moshe Rabbeinu's istalkus, it's important to, for us to know for some reason this thing that Aaron was greater than Moshe in this matter so what does that have to do with the passing of Aaron why is that so important Gimel <laughs> So we'll understand this by first explaining the reason Was by Moshe Gefindman Nissim Maimon Chazaau that we don't find in regards to Moshe in any of the uh, teachings of the sages vegan seinen hogen aber schon wenn er that we the we don't find anything that emphasizes Moshe's activities in this manner of bringing peace this movement of posture that does is needs the followers is at has schon die felden aber is Obviously, it's not that Moshe Rabbeinu was in some way lacking in his love of Yidin That's obviously not not so. But rather, to the contrary, Moshe Rabbeinu Our sages tell us, in the Gemara says that Moshe Rabbeinu was a great lover of the Yidin that He was the faithful shepherd of all and every single individual yid. Which provided them with all of their needs. That was Meisha, what whether Moshe Rabbeinu did. Whether it's a matter of spiritual needs, he himself studied Torah with all the Yidden, and the And it wasn't just the the final rulings. You know, they have to know exactly what to do, and that's what he would uh, teach them because they need to know how to behave said and what they, they shouldn't do and what they should do it wasn't only those things but he also taught them the intricacies and the back and forth and the give and take of Torah as well which you would think that maybe he doesn't have to teach that to Abiyid. tell them what the bottom line is and let somebody else teach them the pupul. Because we know that this was a gift that was given, this pilpula, this uh, ability to be able to extract from one idea to another and extrapolate from this concept to that concept, that's called pilpul. So that is something that was given as a gift to Moshe Rabbeinu for him and his children. But because of his nod buttevus ayin, but Moshe Rabbeinu was very generous in this matter. And he also shared it with the Yidden. So, in spiritual matters, Moshe Rabbeinu was a great Av Yisroel, and he learned with the Yidd, and even those things which he wasn't required to learn with them, and even those things which were given to him personally as a gift, he also shared with them. And he also took care of all their material needs. Starting from the providing the man which fell from heaven was the dishus mesh, which as we know was in the merit of Mosha. Umbi is Azti Anderitzrachim and so and also in the end, all the other needs for Sanikivem Bischus Aran and Miriam, which were in the Schus of Aran and Miriam, the water and the clouds, is not Zerpetita, so when Mesh Aran and Miriam passed away, then the stalk of Eranstalk and Anna covet when the well was no longer there, because when Miriam passed away, there was no longer a schus of Miriam and therefore the, the, the air wasn't there the water source wasn't there and when Aaron passed away the clouds of glory left, went so they chazru, they came back because in the honor of Mesha, in the merit of Mesha. so he also provided them with all their material needs so it can't be that he, there, was a certain, there was some kind of a lack of Abbas throw, which is why he wasn't the pursuer of peace nor the Pshataphun is, but rather what the meaning is as Mitsadin Yanavishul Khushol Mesha that because in the if you look at the mission, what what is Meshrabeh's mission in life? What was he about? Hatzikba'em gidfad as an as an under Ifna and It was required that he have another approach to role rather then, uh, rather than the kind that Aaron did, which was to pursue peace and so on, in the way that Aaron did it. For some reason, Moshe Rabbeinu's, uh, what he was about and what his mission in life did not um, allow for such behavior, for this kind of activity of Avash Sholom. And we have to understand what that is, to explain that in regards to the method how Aram brought peace between people our sages tell us in order to bring peace between two people he massaged the truth he didn't always tell the full story as it was actually he covered up certain things he said things that would bring peace rather than stick to the absolute 100% truth which is of course permitted and something that should be done according to Torah in order to bring peace to people that you don't have to tell the whole truth as our sages tell us that a person is allowed to Tell like change certain uh, details in order to bring to bring the peace. So the Gemara says that Aaron, when two people had an argument, so he would go to one, and it didn't seem to be resolvable. Nobody wanted to budge from their position. So Aaron would go to one and he'd say, you know, your friend or enemy. He is dying for you to, to make peace with you. He he would love for you to come and say oh, you're sorry and then resolve the whole thing. Of course, that guy never said it. And then he would go to the other person and he would say, you know, so-and-so wants to, he wants to resolve it and he wanted if, if you only came and, and and apologized, he would be so happy and so on. So he brought them together in that way when they each heard that the other one is uh, willing to apologize and to, so they came together and then the peace happened by Meshe but in regards to Meshe since Meshe Rabbeinu he is the man of truth that's what he is, the person of truth therefore he could not compromise his standard of absolute truth even for this important activity of work of bringing peace because there had to be a little bit of you know uh, uh, like i said massaging the truth even though the gemara does say that it is permitted to make changes like that for the sake of peace is canal, as we said before even though is, as we said before that is a, lesson, a teaching in Torah the Torah is also the Torah of truth and yet the Torah permits this kind of activity as it's discussed in elsewhere in regards in emphasizing what the Chazals say it's permitted to make a change so we're acknowledging that it is a change to the absolute truth but that this is only a change but it isn't but it's not permitted to say a lie that is not permitted according to Torah because Torah is the Torah of truth so even for the sake of bringing peace you don't lie but you can make these small changes which lead to a good result like in the case of the story that the Gemara tells of Aaron that uh, he certainly that person wanted to have peace he just never said that he, he said didn't say that he wants to have peace but of course he wants to so he just made that little change, as if the person was ready and waiting, and so on. <laughs> so even though the Torah does permit it, and of course only in a way that's permitted, which means it's not an outright lie; it's only a change. But it's still, even if you, even though it's permitted, but still in the end, it's a if it does cover up truth. It's not the absolute truth. And therefore, this is a behavior which is not appropriate to somebody who is about truth. Which is this kind of behavior is Shaykh it belongs to Aaron, is that his driving force was kindness. So therefore, and for the sake of kindness, he was willing to fudge the truth a little bit so that he could get the result of chesed. But, Moshe Rabbeinu, he is about truth, so therefore this was not an avayda for him. When Moshe Rabbeinu learns tayra with the yidin, he transmits to them, he teaches them everything that the tayra has to offer. Moshe Rabbeinu also taught that you're allowed to make this change for the sake of peace. When it comes to his own personal behavior, which is connected to where he stands in life, and therefore that's his mission in the world, so is him, to him, this is not the appropriate Aveder. Perhaps we can add another idea here. That he, Moshe Rabbeinu was not capable of lowering himself to such a degree, to such people, that they're on such a low level. He says the that the only way that you can bring peace between them is is only to change the truth. They're incapable of making peace unless you change the facts. So the Moshe Rabbeinu didn't have the ability to lower himself to that kind of a level, to those kinds of people. And that's why this was not an Avaida for Moshe Hey, since both of these approaches are uh, uh, oh, uh, appropriate according to Torah is moving so it's understood as that there is a certain quality in this approach and a certain quality in the other approach the mile of an is what is the quality of the way meisher did it that there is no changing the truth at all the truth has to remain in its purest form. Leidergis, on the other hand, is da'ah meila There is a certain quality in the way aron did it. Was dafke durch ir that it's only through the way aron did it the greich mitzvah b'sum ta'achn Now you can reach down to the lowest, the very lowest type of people. For those, for such people that the only way to get to them is by changing the truth. so there, each one has a quality. In the midvelt Oich Musber, which now explains that Tamos veDafke by Tiras Moshe, that it was by specifically by the passing of Moshe is Mudgish Malos Shul Arin. That's where the Torah brings out the quality that Arin possessed. The Meshech he may chayar from during the lifetime of Moshe. Then it is given from the when he was completely involved and occupied with fulfilling his mission in this world. So he was completely submerged and dedicated to his way of doing it, to his shlichus in the world. And his mission in the world was to do everything through truth. that was when he was doing his shlichus in the world but when the time came when Moshe Rabbeinu had to go up onto the mountain of where he was going to be passing away which means he's already finished completed his shlichus in this world it's time for him to go to the next world he was, he was ready to go up into the heavens that at this time now he could also accept, he could understand he could relate to the way Aaron was doing it when he was alive and he was doing his mission the only thing that he saw was his mission that's how it has to be done but now that his mission is over and he's ready to go on to the next world now he has the he's able to also see that what Aaron did was a certain quality that he lacked. He couldn't see it when he was doing his mission because that's the mission. But now that the mission is over, he could see that as well. So he could see that the approach of Aaron was brings shalom uh, seyed niddin, which brings peace for every Jew, regardless. Al the beer in the maimer. How you do for Rabbi and this can be understood similarly to what we know from what the Rebbe said when he was close to his time of passing. What did he say? He said, "I don't know which way, which path they're going to lead me to. They're going to lead me up or down, so to speak." Is you do kasha? He meant when I go to, when I pass on, are they going to take me to Gan Eden or whatever? Is you do with the Kashe, so there's a very well-known Kashe question Wie kumtas, how is it possible as Rabbi Yochanem and Zakkai, that the great Rabbi Yochanem and Zakkai was given from the G'day Lehtanem, is one of the greatest of the sages of the Mishnah in the G'day Lehtanem and Zakkai as our sages, in a number of places they talk in superlative terms about the greatness of Rabbi Yochanem and Zakkai and without doubt that he was extremely careful in every not to commit an Aveira and to do every Mitzvah and so on. So So he should have a question whether he's going to Gehenim or ganeden. How is it possible that he should have this doubt? What did he mean by that? State of the so the explanation is given is given Zicher, so although he was certainly s- certain, as Ben is in regards to the way he functioned, the things that he actually did, he knew for sure that everything was perfect. He knew who he was. Is there a is there mis stupid, but he did have a question, he wasn't sure. See er hot eif he didn't know whether did all of this penetrate to the core of his soul, that he also changed the core of his soul to also be perfect. He knew that he functioned on a per, in a perfect level, but what about what's driving him? What drives him? What's in the innermost part of his soul? Did he make a change there? so that explains it but it still leaves the question if he still had doubts about the core of his soul whether the core of his soul is in a level of holiness or the opposite so the question is why is he thinking about this now just before he's passing away Unieshfrier, and why didn't he think of this before earlier Bishash B Meshik was during his lifetime? When there was a time to make a change, why didn't he think about it then? Is Aina from the Biura Mazar, so one of the explanations is the Meshach Koly Mechayev, during his lifetime, is Rabyhri Mazaki given in Gansin Fanumunan Arangiton in Zain Shriz Baalmade, he was completely fully preoccupied with what he needs to do, what is his mission? What does he need to get done in this world? Leven der Torah laatsmei, which to him was the study of Torah for himself, umitz mit andere and the teaching of Tair to others, and so on. Unahot nishgehat kein zeit, and he didn't have the time to upstellen zu kontrachten wegen seiner Madriges, er mit etzem He didn't have time to focus on himself have I become better? Where am I in all of this? Have I attained a certain level? He didn't have time for those considerations. He was busy doing what has to get done. Thinking about himself and whether he's reached a level, that wasn't uh, as important to him as what he needs to get done. Only closed before he passed away. When it was he was close to finishing his mission in this world, and it was time to move to the next world. And that was a time when he had the time, the the wherewithal, to take stock of where he is. Then he could sit down and think. You know, I wonder what where where am I really at? Until then, he never had time for that. In a similar way, in, our, in this regarding Moshe Rabbeinu only close to the time when he passed away when he had finished his mission in this world and then he had time to sit and think about you know, what's the difference between me and Aaron. we're both great, what is my mission, what is his mission and to take stock and to see that there was something about the way Aaron did it and that's what he recognized that there was a great quality to the way Aaron was doing it. And the is, and that's why, where is it all recorded? It's recorded where Moshe Rabbeinu was going through that thought process. In the Torah, it's also brought out at that time. And therefore, it's when we talk about the passing of Moshe, when Moshe Rabbeinu came to recognize it and realize it, that's when the Torah relates it as well for us to understand it. And that's why it's recorded close to the time when Moshe Rabbeinu passed away. But this doesn't completely, entirely explain the matter. Because v'bal das midas Shmuel is midas Amos, since Moshe Rabbeinu's midas we said truth is darke in in them kind of k'minil So in that regard, there is no difference. It would seem tzedos is be'ais egfinsach lamata when there's a chayzur b'shulichus be'alma dem. Whether the truth that we talk about is when he is involved in his shlichus when he's here in this world, other in the tzidven er house by at least or at the time when his neshamah is ready to go upward. The Chol Makam and is Yonish Midas Amis. Wherever Meshah stands, wherever he is, whatever level he's at, he still stands for truth. So what's the difference that he's finished with his Aveda with his here, and he's going on to a new existence, a new type of existence. In that type of existence, he also represents truth. Why do we say then, as Basis Tal that when he passed away, when he was ready to pass away, suddenly he recognizes the truth, the importance of Aaron's approach. He still stands for truth. Even when he goes to the next world, he's also going to be about truth. So what changed? So perhaps we can explain it in the viewpoint of Chizdis, which will explain this point. That gashmi. When we talk about the histalkus of Moshe, the passing of Moshe, doesn't mean only the fact that physically he's going to pass on and and his body will remain behind and his neshama will go up and so on. As nishmosi is for that his neshama left his body and no, it's not only in that sense. What it means more importantly is that he now rises to a new level spiritually. As an to hecher now went on to much to a much higher level than it was when it was here in this world. Be to the a much higher level than he was able to reach when he was living in this world. So stalkus means he now goes on to a much higher level. Ok, you do the Taich beer in Posuk. As we know, the explanation in the pasuk by Yael Moshe Harnavai Moshe went up onto Harnavai to the Mount Navai. Navai means known by. Nevoi, the word, the place where he passed away, the Mount Nevoi, where he was buried, is a. It's a compressed word. Nun, bai fifty, is contained there. Which means, when Moshe Reinhard was alive in this world, of Moshe the Bina, he was able to master the forty-nine gates of Bina of understanding on the day that he passed away he rose up to the 50th gate of the highest gate of understanding And that's why it says he went up to he went up to the 50th gate that happened on the day that he passed away so we can say that this is also the meaning of the Moshe went up Moshe is in Yoni because Moshe what is he about in his relationship with the Yidin it was the Malka. Moshe Ar-bena was the one that drew down godliness, holiness to the Yidin he was what's called the escort of the king there's the, es- the queen which is the Yidin the Kala and there's the king, the, the, the husband the, the, the Hasan. Hashem is the chassan, and the chassan needs an escort, and the kala needs an escort. Moshe Rabbeinu was, like by a wedding, you know, you have the people that bring the chassan to the chuppah, and the people that bring the kala to the chuppah. So Moshe Rabbeinu was the one that brought Hashem to the chuppah. He drew down godliness to the yidin, closer to the yidin. <coughs> That's why Moshe Rabbeinu was the one that brought Taira down into this reality, into the yidin's reality. Ma'eshe Kibble Teireh, Mashiach Rabbeinu received the Teireh at Sinai, and he transmitted it to the Yidden, that was his job to bring godliness, Hashem himself, down into the world into the Yidden's reality Ma'eshe Enkin Aaron, on the other hand Aaron is Shushvina de Matronisa, he is the escort of the Queen, meaning the Yidden and is Madlikumaila the Neres from as we know what was the Aved of Aaron to light up the flame of the Menorah? to raise up the flame of the Menorah, as it says, when you will bring up the can- the lights of the Menorah. And as Rashi explains, that he had to light, he had to, he had to light the Menorah and make sure that the flame was able to rise up on its own. That it, when it was steady and it was able to uh, go up on its own, that's when that, he had to keep lighting it until that happened. What that means, of course, is, was Beruchnius What does this mean spiritually? As Rabai that he has to raise up, elevate the Neshamas of the Yidden. As we know that the Neshama of the Yidden is called Neir Hashem, the Light of Hashem, as that connection between the and as his own stain and that the Yidden should be drawn upwards to their source, to Hashem. So Moshe Rabbeinu brought Hashem down to the Yidden. Aaron brought the Yidden up to Hashem. And then on the day that Moshe Rabbeinu passed away, so Moshe Rabbeinu was elevated higher than his normal level. So Moshe Rabbeinu on the day that he passed normally, his Avedu was to draw down godliness from above to below. But on the day of his Ptire, he went up, he went up to Arnavai so how did he go up because he recognized suddenly he was understood Aaron's approach he incorporated Aaron's way of life Aaron was the one that brought up from below to above so Moshe Rabbeinu also acted in that way went in that direction of Aaron In fact this is also connected to the fact that on the day that he passed away, he was able to reach the fiftieth gate. How is it connected with Meshach? because during his lifetime then given when his whole Aveda was when all Rabbeinu's Aveda was done through the framework of his level and where he was so He was able to reach all the forty-nine gates of Bina, but only the forty-nine. Because forty-nine expresses the limitations of the world. Why? Because, because we know that the the frame, the cycle of the world is all in seven, seven days, seven days of creation, and so on. Seven midas and 7 times 7 is how each one is integrated from all the other 7, that's 49, it's still all within the framework of the world and so that Moshe Rabbeinu reached perfection in that, within that framework but when Moshe Rabbeinu came to the level of Vayao that normally he was bringing down, now he went the opposite way to bring up he was able to go out of his normal framework, which was the avaida that was limited to the way he did. does his That his avaida was now not even limited by his, his holy limitations, or I shouldn't say limitations, but his holy framework. That he operated within a certain framework, which is midas the Mida of truth. He was driven by truth, and he couldn't step out of that midah of truth. So, but now on the day that he was passing away, he went. He was able to rise up out of that and suddenly see another view of life as well. Aaron's view of life. Until now, he was able to function only in the bringing down from above, the holiness from above to, to the people below. Norba'em is, Kivendi, Alom, but now in the day that he was passing away, he was able to work within the in the way of that iron work, which is to elevate that from below to a higher level above. As the Apostle says, he went up And that's the reason that he was given on this day. He was given the 50th gate, which is connected to removing yourself from any kind of limitation. Because 49 is within the cycle of world, of limitation. And 50 is breaking out of the limitation. That's why that day, which Mesh Rabbeinu broke out of his holy of his holy framework of Midas Ha'emes and he was able to see Aaron's view of it and act on Aaron's view of it then he was given the 50th gate of, of Bina and based on this we'll also understand in regards to the, the, the type of Aves Yisrael Sholom the Maish Rabbeinu was now recognizing Bibaldas biempetirase is by Moshe the Avide from Vayal. Since on the day that he passed away, he was now functioning in the in the opposite direction of Vayal, which is Madrega Saar, that's what Aaron's normal mission was. Hoter the demul the head the mileuf Navas Shalom from Aran Shal Aran. That's why he was able to see Aaron's view of things as well. the which was able to reach every yid, the lowest yid canal, as we said before. Zayin. Viyashleimer as from them Alan Zetman Nachan <laughs> Inim Godol an Inim begodol Avvis Yisrael from Moshe Rabbeinu. in this matter, through this, we can now understand another dimension of the greatness of Moshe Rabbeinu's A- Avvis In the pesukim that's written, when Zayin in the pesukim that discuss his passing, is oimer is oimer me pi atzmai It was Moshe Rabbeinu speaking. We know that the the whole Chumash Dvarim is Moshe Rabbeinu speaking, as Taisa says in regards to the uh, to the curses and in the difference, the the distinguishes between the curses as they were brought in B'chokaisai and as they're brought in Dvarim. That in B'chokaisai he speaks in the name of Hashem. I will do this to you and I will do that to you as Moshe Rabbeinu speaking. But, but voicing, he's the voice of Hashem. But in Devarim, he said, Hashem will do so and so. So in other words, it's Moshe Rabbeinu dictating. So the words of talking about his passing is also Moshe Rabbeinu dictating. Moshe Rabbeinu is the storyteller of Chumash Devarim. So he says the psukim, which talk about his passing, Umad Gishmalas Aran, and it's Moshe Rabbeinu saying the words which bring out the quality of Aaron so the reason that he did this was that the Yidden should learn the lesson vibrate how deep and how widely encompassing it has to encompass everyone and get down to the essence to the deepest part of every person it has to be saturated with Abbas and that notwithstanding the fact that the great level which Moshe Rabbeinu had attained in Avos that certainly he grew from level to level because we know that in holiness you always grow. Moshe Rabbeinu certainly grew continuously in holiness. So during his lifetime he was growing from level to level in his Avos Yisrael. Just like he grew without doubt in every matter of holiness, Afal Even so, is the snish that was not enough. Even though he grew within his own veida uh, of Avish Yisrael continuously, but he realized that on the day that he was passing, that that's not enough. You have to be able to get to another person's type of a in order to truly practice Abbas Yisroel fully he had to go in Aaron's way that you have to get to another type of Abbas Yisroel the kind that Aaron mastered to bring peace between people and between a husband and wife